Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gass Show, a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. Good morning, my friend. Hope you're doing well. It's Tuesday, and it is Tuesdays with Tata. We're playing a classic episode, episode number 11 of Tuesdays with Tata this week. We were just about ready to record on Sunday, and we had some house guests that um, kind of a sudden visit there that uh, kind of spent some time with them. It was important, and it was good, but we didn't record a new episode for you. We're going to hopefully get to that later today and maybe have a bonus Tuesdays with Tata later this week. We'll see how that plays out, depending on my surgery schedule today. But I woke up this morning with an old Tommy Walker song called Lord Help Me Follow in my head, and I feel like I need to hear that this morning, so I'm going to tag it on to the end of the episode. This is a uh, Tuesdays with Tata Classic back in August of 2021 when a reader listener wrote in and asked, how do you share your faith? It's a great conversation with Tata about how you share your faith with other people who need it. That's the most important mission any of us have, by the way, is helping other people find the promise and the path to getting to know Jesus Christ, which is our living hope in this world. So here's Tuesdays with Tata Classic number 11 for you how to share your faith, and uh, right at the end, stick around for a minute and hear this Lord Help Me Follow song from Tommy Walker. It's on my mind this morning for a purpose, and maybe it's for you, and I really want to follow him wherever he leads me, and I know you do too, and the good news is, it can start today. Good evening, my friend. It is 6 p.m. on a Monday night. Sitting to my left is my main man, Dennis McDonald. Welcome, Tata. Uh, Thank you. Good to be here. Today we have a special, kind of a special request. One of our listeners uh, who writes in a lot and just an amazing uh, woman of faith, uh, Juliana Kelly, wrote in and asked if we could discuss how you go about sharing your faith with other people. She wrote a beautiful email and and really shared a lot about different times that she's been able to share her faith with people. And um, it really kind of moved us. And we thought, you know what, we'll we'll talk about that on the episode. We're going to just give some examples of how Tata shares his faith with other people and how I've done that. And and, uh, we'd love to hear from you if you've had opportunities to share your faith with people and uh, what works and doesn't and what's awkward and what's not. And and what, what do you think that process looks like. We'll just talk about that a little bit today. And uh, when's the best time to share your faith, Tata? Start today. That's right. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is, you can start today. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery. To get it done, you can get the show notes and more at drleewarren.podbean.com. That's drleewarren.podbean.com, and if you like the show... 
please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. All right, Tata. So it's so glad to have you home, and uh, and we're really grateful that you chose to come and live with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we're grateful, and uh, Tata just makes everybody uh, everybody better and everything better, and we're really glad to have uh, you here with us, and uh, we kind of built you a little suite, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, we remodeled the house, and Tata's got his own place, and, and it's pretty cool, and we're just uh, we're having a good time here. But you know, Juliana wrote this amazing email about how difficult it can be sometimes uh, to share your faith with other people, and, and when's that? How does that work, and when's it appropriate, and what should you say, and all those things? And let's just talk about it. Tata. What, what's your approach to that? Well, uh, begin with uh, what, what I've thought about so many times is what our Lord said to His disciples and to the twelve that you will be my witnesses. And, and so, what is the definition of a witness? The witness had to have seen it, had to know it, and had to understand it. So, but do we see it? No. But Jesus told Thomas, and I think we've said this before, when Thomas said he wouldn't believe until he saw the scars in Jesus' hands. That's right. And he did. And Jesus said to Thomas, blessed are you because you, you, you have seen. And then, but Jesus said also, blessed are those that have believed that and have not seen. That's right. So to, to, to be a witness uh, for Jesus uh, is, to me, it speaks about how we live. So it begins with us. If we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and identified him as the Son of God and said yes to him, yes, I will follow you. Yes, I want to be like you. And then we, we follow his teachings. Then how we live is going to be, be determine how we witness to people. That's right. I can remember so vividly when my wife Patty was in hospice and a man said to me, I don't know how you do this. I couldn't do it. And I thought to myself, what is he, where is he speaking from? And, and what is the, the characteristics of what he's looking at? And then a, another man uh, that, that sat with me many times uh, during that period of time, I told him that I only asked God for two things. One, that I was a good witness for him and that I was a good witness and good servant for my wife. Yeah. And this man with tears in his eyes said, you raised the bar. And so what that speaks to is how we live our lives and, and how much we trust God to carry us through. Think about what God did. God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to die for us. And so can we do the same thing? I don't know. And I don't know until, I, until we look at that and see it. But one of the things that, that speaks to me is how people live their lives and how we live our lives. I, and I, I've un, I understand the statement about being a witness for Christ and sharing your faith. But one thing I'm reminded of, and I'm trying to think, I think it was uh, maybe, uh, maybe it was James who said, be always be ready to tell people why and explain to them the joy that's in you. 
And so the joy of the Lord is our, is our faith. That's, our, that's what we live by. That's how we exist. So if we, if we have found peace in being with our Lord, and I'm not saying that it's easy. I don't, I don't want you to, I don't want to misconstrue that or cause some misunderstanding because it is not. We all have clay feet. But how we live and how we live through crisis and how we live through trauma will speak volumes to people. And when they see us, then they will know us and they will know who we belong to. And if we belong to God and we belong to Jesus, it will not be difficult for them to understand that. That's right. I think you're speaking to what most of us would call witness or friendship evangelism, where it's not so much where you have to actually go and and grab somebody by the shirt and say, you know, let me tell you about Jesus. But it's more just your whole life looks like Jesus and it looks so different from the surrounding world that people become curious about what sets you apart and what makes you different. And that's then that's right. what, what Paul was saying, be ready to give a defense of the gospel that's right. for what you believe. And so that means that, Juliana, or, you know, you're living your life in such a way that your coworkers and your friends, they see that when they go through hard times, they sort of, they sort of shatter. And when you go through hard times, something holds you up a little bit. That's right. And they say, how'd you get through that? How, how did you manage not to fall apart during that time? And that's when you say, well, it's because of my relationship with Jesus. I'm reminded of a time uh, I was asked by a man's wife uh, to go see him. He was in the hospital and he was dying. And she told me he, do, he has not accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And after we had prayed and we had talked about how he, was, how he had lived and how he had gotten through his life and what he was facing, I asked him, I said, have you asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior? He said, I want to, but I don't know how. I said, can I tell you about Jesus? And he said, no. Wow. And the next day, as I was doing his funeral, I was the officiant at his funeral. And after the service was over, a woman came up to me, and she introduced herself and introduced introduced me to her nephew and said, I want you to know that this man came came to Jesus last night, and my son brought him there, took him by the hand and led him there. And he's just a plumber. And I said, Jesus was just a carpenter. That's right. So you never know what is going to happen in the moment. Now, the question that, 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 that is, rings so loud and, and, and is so profound is, well, did that person go to heaven or hell? That's not your work. That's right. Uh, that's God's work, and God will make that decision. And does God want everybody to go to hell? No. God wants his children home. We're all his children. That's right. And he loves, he loves us all. He died for us. And he rose from the dead again, and so we have hope. Because Jesus was an overcomer. He overcame sin, death, hell, and the grave, and so can we if we, over, if we follow him. So when we do that, we'll be changed. We'll be different. And people will notice that, and they will say, how did you do that? They'll want to know. And that's where I think we, that's how we share that. I don't think we go stand on the street corner. Now, I'm not saying is there anything wrong with that. I don't know. I can't speak to that. But I know that probably they have more no's than they have yes. Yeah. 
So, but we want to hear people say yes to Jesus. And, and, and it's, going to, it's going to happen because of how we live our lives. That's right. And once we decide to follow him, then we can be like him. And that's all he ever asked for. You, you look at Jesus' life and you look at the work that he did. He had compassion. He was full of compassion. That's right. And so that's where we, that's where we need to begin. And I think, I think a lot about the people that are in Afghanistan, as many people are thinking about them today, I think about the, the church in Afghanistan. I think about the persecuted church, in, even in Wuhan, China, Wuhan, China, or India. I think about the children. And they're looking for one thing. They're looking for Jesus. That's right. They want to see his face. Yeah. You know, one thing has occurred to me as you were talking, Tata, is I think part of what makes us nervous about sharing our faith might be when we have the wrong idea about who God really is. That's right. Like, like I think, I, I just read this book again. It's the second time I've read it, and I just shared it with Tata. Um, and we're going to have the author on the podcast. We're recording on the, 31st, uh, the 30th of August. Um, Dane Ortland, who wrote this amazing book about Jesus' heart um, called Gentle and Lowly. And, and the idea that he has is we can't get close to Christ unless we change our perceptions of who we think he is. Because our natural human inclination is all mm. built on reward yeah, right. and performance. And that's how we live our life. Our whole life is a meritocracy, right? You you mm. work hard, you study hard, you make good grades, you get into college, you get to go to medical school, whatever. You, you perform, right? And God's whole thing is, no, no, no. I did all that work. Yeah. You just need to love me. That's it. You can't earn it. And so if we get that right, if we get our perception of God, right? Then I think it becomes easier to share Him because we're not trying to share somebody we're afraid of. We're not trying to share somebody that we don't think we measure up to. That's right. We're trying to just say, "Hey, I see that you're struggling in your life, and I used to be too. And let me just tell you what happened." And sometimes it's not even that. I mean, sometimes you know, I think it was Christine Kane that said, "I know I've heard her say. I don't know if she wrote it, but she said, God doesn't call the equipped; He equips the called.' That's right. And so we have this notion that we have to get ourselves, like, put ourselves through seminary or be some kind of PhD of divinity before we can share the gospel with somebody. And the fact is, if God puts it on your heart, friend, if He's putting somebody in your path, and every time you're around them, you feel like you're supposed to say something about Jesus. Guess what? You'll have the words. That's right." When it's time to say it. And that's, and that's how you begin your day. You ask God to put his words on your heart, put, it, put his words on your lips, and, and they will be there. That's right. If we trust him. So we have to have a heart for the lost, like Jesus does. We have to have a heart for people who don't know him. And not just, I mean, I don't mean to say not just their souls. We need to be concerned about people's souls. But we also need to be concerned about their lives, their lives now. And we want them to be more resilient and more happy and less stressed out and less burdened. And, and Jesus says, hey, cast your cares on me, right? Cast your burdens right. on me. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. We want people to have that abundant life that he referred to. And so being willing to share our faith and the reason for the hope that we have is important. And sometimes it, it, you might not even have, like you might be that plumber that doesn't have the words, but you might be able to say, hey, why don't you just come to church with me? Like yes, you asked right. me this question, right? You let the preacher do the work. Right. Let the pastor do the, do the ministry, but just say, hey, I see that you're you're lonely. You know, you've got this thing going on in your life. And I've got a whole bunch of people at my church that would love to meet you. And we'll have, you know, we'll take you to lunch. And, and maybe, it's, maybe it's just that, right? Just invite yeah, somebody to right. church with you. That's right. Look for what is not there. 
uh, oftentimes we overlook people when we, we should look at them exactly. And you think about the people that you meet, whether they're shining your shoes or whether they're greeting you at the door. Um, they are God's children. That's right. And if we have that perspective, that, they, that we're talking to one of God's kids, then that changes a lot. That changes us. And so the, the focus should not be on ourselves. And that doesn't say that we should not take care of ourselves. That doesn't say that at all. But no. we should be focused on other people, and we think we should think more highly of other people than we do of ourselves. That's right. And that's very difficult to do. Yes. We're not taught to do that. Nope. That's right. I think, you know, I think part of it is just this, this idea that you love somebody enough to overcome your own fears and your own inertia, right? Um, you see that person, you know they're hurting, you know they don't have the thing that you have that helps you to get through the times when you're hurting. And maybe you just maybe you just don't come at them with, let me tell you five ways not to go to hell. Right? That's right. It's not yeah. that. That's yeah. how I grew up, by yeah. the way. So yeah. I was raised in a church where on the way out, they encouraged you to grab a handful of what they call tracks. There were yeah. these little books, little booklets. And distribute could, them. Yeah. You could put under somebody's windshield wiper or give somebody at school, and which made you really popular in seventh grade, by the way. <laughs> yeah. like, and it would be titles like, you know, hell is real. Or yeah. Seven ways not to go to hell. Yeah. Eight ways that, that uh, your church is going the wrong direction. You know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. That's not a way to share the gospel, in my opinion. There may be some people that receive that. But most people want to know what to do when it hurts. And most people want to know what kind of hope they have because the world is not offering them any. That's right. And sometimes, uh, and here again, I I have a very simple approach on life. Um, Sometimes it's like quit referring to the people that are crossing our borders as illegals. Refer to them like God did, foreigners, the foreigners in your land. Think about the little children, how frightened they must be, how hungry they must be, uh, not knowing where they're going or what's going to happen to them when they get there. But think about them as like God did. And what did God say to do? Take care of the foreigners in your land. So That's what right. he was saying is take care of each other. We're all in this family together. Hey friend, are you searching for a podcast that partners faith and entrepreneurship? A toolkit of tactical how-tos to start or grow your online business God's way? Hop over and check out The Stephanie Gash Show, a top 0.5% podcast for women who are ready to create impact and income without sacrificing family or their faith. Listen in to over 500 episodes on biblical business training, clarity on your niche, podcasting, monetizing, and so much more. That's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E-G-A-S-S, The Stephanie Gass Show. I pray it blesses you. That's exactly right. You know, I think we could talk about this forever, and there's opportunities to find somebody around you all the time who needs to know the Lord. And you can you can just pray for opportunity, or you can pray that God will give you words when you do have opportunity. But you need to remember the heart of Christ. Like if you if you keep yourself in the spirit of trying to emulate what he said in Matthew eleven, twenty eight through thirty, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest 
for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the idea is we're all in this hard world and the last year and a half has been really hard mm-hmm. for everybody and everybody's tired and everybody's stressed out and the people that don't have the hope of eternity, they are really tired and really stressed out and that's going to create some opportunities for people to turn to the Lord and just be ready to tell them about the guy who's gentle and lowly right. and has a yoke that's easier than the one they're carrying that's and right. I guarantee you, even if you don't have any expertise or words beyond that, if you just say, hey... I think I know a guy who can lift some of that burden for you. Just come to church with me and let me introduce you to him. I think that might be enough. And also, take First Peter 5, 7 as your memory verse for the day and for your life. Cast all of your anxieties on him, Jesus Christ, because he cares for you. First Peter 5, 7. That's right. So if you're anxious about sharing your faith about Jesus... He says, cast that anxiety on me, right. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll give you the peace that passes understanding. That's so I hope right. that helped, Juliana. I hope it helped everybody. I think that's a good, a good thing to think about. Be prepared to present a reason for the hope that you have and share it with other people, and you'll do a good work for the Lord. That's, that's a good thing. Um, thank you, Tata. So, friend, be prepared to give a defense for the faith that you have. Don't be afraid, because if you are called to witness to somebody, God will give you the words to say. And the most important thing, if you feel like it's time to share your faith, when should you start, Tata? Today. You have to start today. Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren Podcast is listener-supported. Check out patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. That's patron.podbean.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. Patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron-only episodes, and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad-free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.
me follow wherever 